1: absolute sports betting degeneracy
2: hey everybody arch here and it is saturday morning sex panther what's happening
3: oh you know you go to me right out of the gate so you know somebody's not here so i'm sitting in the two chair but um that just means because there was a trade right we made a trade been a lot of hooping and hollering but we don't need max around here woo, hoo, woo, woo is me so fuck him we just traded him Saxy shows up all the time. He does a Sunday show. So, Saxy, you're, you're in the big time. Here you go.
0: Holy shit. This is news to me, guys. I, did, I didn't realize that this was, you guys were uh, really putting me, I, this is now my chair. I now get to, I, before I felt bad about farting in this chair because it's obviously, well, it was, you know, Panthers and now it's, it, 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 the, the chair's been moving around. So, I feel bad about farting it. But I guess now that it's mine, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over. Holy shit. It's mm. great. I love it.
2: I had no idea either. Max is gone, huh? Well, hopefully there's no physical. That's all I got to say. Hopefully there's no physical that Max has to pass before the trade goes through. Otherwise, oh my he might God. be me. Poor drug test for sexy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say. I uh, Especially after last night, which was a, a silly night, you guys. It, it feels like I it's been too long. I, we were just talking, uh, you know, like 12 hours ago, homies. That's right.
2: So we did a little bit of a... Uh, because Phil and Steve did their NASCAR podcast Thursday night. They had a special Late guest Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Late. Yeah. That's right. Uh, they did their podcast. Um, so left Friday, my Friday dance card wide open. So we decided to do a hangout a voice chat kind of hangout in the book club. And it was pretty wild. I was playing, was playing some table games where everyone was we were talking and laughing and having a good time. And I think sex Panther and Kyle got a little bit closer. I think they're, they're not so far apart anymore.
3: Well, I, th- I think a lot of that banter is just through the through the text, and the, but uh, that, that, I think that is the first time that Kyle and actually uh, have actually talked. And um, but we hey, listen through through playing some baccarat, got to introduce uh, some of these guys to some baccarat. Arch was playing some baccarat, but uh, we met Kyle's future ex wife, <laughs> one of the dealers in there. So. Goodness, uh, but yes. it was a lot of fun. Saxie was in there, Deuce. Uh, popped in
2: who else popped in last night i'm some, some of the people popped in right i heard i heard the thing going off i just wasn't looking at the screen
0: pretty so. sure i saw who's your daddy in there nice your daddy popped, in and popped out real quick
2: if you're yeah i mean i will warn you if you actually ever do pop into one of those hangouts make sure the family is not around <laughs> you <laughs>
0: Yeah. For real,
1: good good call.
0: Yeah, for real. Actually, I you know you guys do realize that I did have to make a very family like audible and leave the uh, the hangout because uh, I got I got a call very last minute that my cousin was stranded at the Denver airport, and so uh, right after you know mildly micro dosing with you guys and having just letting loose on a Friday night. I, I get the call that the family's in town and I was just like, holy sh- shit. And so I, I had to like close everything down, clean up the place. The podcast studio became the uh, makeshift room that my cousin stayed in. It was a mess. It oh. was a mess. i my, my, my evening devolved very fast arch and it was it was fun for like an hour of it there the, the time that we spent you know the time ty- the time that all of us spent the gen spent in the in the sound booth that was that was the highlight of my night oh
2: well yeah, that was a good time yeah i mean it devolved into illegal drugs and talking about mormon threesomes and it was
0: <laughs> man you can't you can't even listen to the normal podcast around uh, the family now no, apparently not apparently <laughs> no. not <laughs> Oh, so
2: that was that was a highlight of your night. Panther watching the Reds, you know, kind of doing what they're do. Is there a, a highlight coming for them down the road? Because, you know, they're, they're getting prospects. They're loading up. Well, they're doing what we expected
3: that they would do. And this is for me. This is like the best time. Of sports is when we get approaching to the trade deadline. And so they, they made a trade last night. Luis Castillo is on his way to Seattle. And we, we kind of knew that was coming. Uh, Tyler Mail uh, might be the next guy on the chopping block. We're going to talk about uh, a couple guys. Mail does pitch today. But you look at the return that the Reds got. They got four minor leaguers uh, Nuelve Marte, Levi Stout, Edwin Arroyo, and Andrew Moore. And apparently, Marte. Uh, A shortstop was the highest rated of the group. He's he was preseason the ranked the 12th best prospect in baseball. So when you're getting somebody uh, of that caliber, that projected caliber, I really think it's about the best you can do. The Reds, in reality, haven't been that bad. They just got off to such an incredibly abysmal start. They dug themselves such a hole that they couldn't get out of it. But I don't find them to be any worse than. As a matter of fact, I think they're better than Oakland, Detroit. You know, some of these other teams that have been r- really bad. Um, but one to know Detroit to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, yeah, they, I think for what they're doing, where they're at, what they could get. For a Luis Castillo, I thought they did very well with this trade. What do you think, Saxy?
0: I mean, I'm not a really great judge on uh, trades, especially when I, it, it's hard to really put, too much onto these prospects, all these prospects who, that's really what they got in return. I mean, you can say this guy's number 12 or whatever, but it's not like I watch uh, the the River City Gamblers or whatever, uh, whatever AA or AAA team they're playing for right now. So, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of hard to judge MLB trades to me, especially when you're, you know, uh, 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 trading for future prospects or you're not just getting a bunch of money or something that, you know, is more, I guess, a tangible product at this time so i don't know i'm i'm terrible at reading mlb trades. so i i will defer to, to to a man like you panther who actually uh researches this stuff and probably has a better idea of what these guys are actually doing in AAA and shit no i
2: well, yeah i mean oh, ahead, it looks just scanning this list of guys it looks like this is a pretty solid get for them it's just you know will they all come together how's it gonna work It's always tough. It's always tough being the small market guy. You know, I understand. But when they do come together, goddamn, they win two pennants in a World Series. Yeah, right. You know, and and
3: think about what Seattle's doing, too. We didn't really pay much attention to them before the season. Um, Julio Rodriguez kind of knew he was a a really high prospect his rookie year, putting up huge numbers. Logan Gilbert came up, I believe it was last year. Um, And now they get Luis Castillo. Like, this is a team... Trending the right direction. I don't know if they necessarily are there to uh, overcome um, the the Houston Astros, but uh, this is a team that they get into the wildcard spot and they get a chance to play a best of five. And you're throwing, you know, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo.
0: This is a pretty damn dangerous team. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. Oh yeah, and the minesweepers have been making us money this season. We've been we've been having a good time betting on the minesweepers. Is it is it Nardog Dog who has the uh, season long bet, or uh, who's got the season long bet on them uh, having the longest win streak? Oh, you guys remember.
3: I don't know oh they, they did win 14 in a row before the all-star break
0: I know I know it's it's that's uh we, we have some sharp Djens who are also uh loving these mariners and they, they have been a fun team I, I you know I'll be honest little peek into my picks today I I do like them I do like them mm, I mm. like that uh um you must be on the other side arch <laughs> what's up you must be on the other side. No, no, no. I think I, I think I like that play. I was just looking at the uh,
2: Mariners' numbers and seeing, yeah, everyone's everyone's turned to profit. It's one of Sax Panthers' most profitable teams. Uh, Max is solidly in the black. It looks like it might be my third or fourth most profitable team. Nice, nice. Yeah, just just before. Um just
3: before we went on air, we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. And, and uh, I don't know if it was Saxy or I think it was Saxy, but uh, said something about uh, what, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray.
2: Kind of feel like they have to prove them. Oh, so. I have that. I have the story here. I'll yeah, share it. Let's uh, see what we got here. Arch. I'll share it on screen. Uh, here it is. Mahomes. Oh, by the way, we saw you, iceberg. Good morning. Iceberg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes says it's <laughs> funny. Although later on, they were corrected it to say weird, not funny. Uh, Weird that he, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray Murray have to continually prove themselves. He's he's right, but I I think he's framing the argument in a very specific way to make a point. He is definitely framing. Okay. I want to throw Dak in there, too. Um,
3: I think Lamar and Kyler Murray probably do fall into that category, but that's because winning cures everything. I don't believe anybody thinks that of Patrick Mahomes. He's been to four AFC championships. He's got a Super Bowl championship, a Super Bowl MVP, um, a league MVP. Patrick Mahomes could probably retire now and get into the Hall of Fame. I don't think he has anything to prove that he's his name comes up in the conversation. When we were just talking a few days ago about the best quarterbacks in the league, Lamar and Kyler. I mean, they have decent seasons. They put up decent stats but they haven't won anything and so i do think they have something
0: to prove what do you think saxy yeah I, I totally agree i think that i i i think that mahomes is kind of putting himself in a lower tier than what he really is i think he's more in that rogers tier that is just shy of like you know living legend tom brady right i mean i think that i i i I'm still actually playing legend tom brady i, I think that a guy, a guy like uh patrick mahomes is probably just just maybe beneath that and that's only simply from a career level you never know when the actual uh you know second that other shoe's gonna drop for tom brady and you know uh, father time's gonna catch up i guess maybe not this year maybe this year you never know but i uh to me i think that mahomes is like you're saying a tier above uh the lamar and kyler's of of the league and i i mean i think that that also is true in the way that they are compensated in the way that uh they they are frankly approached by their teams you know Patrick Mahomes gets way more respect than those guys.
2: To Talk about Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler's young, so he's got to prove himself a, you know, again. Mm-hmm. And he plays for the Cardinals. You always have to prove yourself when you play with the Cardinals. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's an interesting story because he has proved a lot on the field, but I think the problem is that he is so atypical from almost, you know, from every quarterback in the NFL. The offense he runs, the way he plays it is totally different. And, and the Ravens had, they knew that when they got him. They re... You know, they rejiggered their whole offense just to make it work, you know, to to for his strengths. And mm-hmm. I think people will always look at somebody who's atypical, who's outside you know, what the other teams are doing and think, I don't know if I don't know if it's real, if it's an illusion, or if it's a gimmick. Yeah. But I mean, really, I remember it, Harbaugh just blasting Andy Reid in his offense, saying it's nothing but gimmicks. <laughs> well, I mean, you
3: you gotta put some gimmicks in there when you've got these these talented talented players. I mean, you kind of wondered and kind of knew that the quarterback in general would get to this level. The the idea of a true pocket quarterback, the Joe Montana's, the Terry Bradshaws, the Dan Marinos, those days are gone. The Brady's you know, and, and they'll often play the race card here, right? You know, but Josh Allen was one of the league leaders in rushing yards for, for quarterbacks. Dude is dangerous with his legs. Um, so, yeah, you throw these gimmick plays in there. That it, It's part of the offense. But Lamar Jackson, when you're talking about these three, I think he's done more with less than the other two. They've, they haven't done this guy any favors with the wide receivers they've brought in. Uh, last year, you'll remember that both of their running backs, both their mm-hmm. stud running backs were out for the season. And I'll probably beat up on Harbaugh for those two games where, you know, you, you just play for the tie, get to overtime. Baltimore, Baltimore, getting to the play. All you got to do is just get to the playoffs, it's like getting to the final table, right? Just play good enough to get to the playoffs, and anything could happen. I think Harbaugh kind of screwed him out of that last year.
2: Ah, it's not the Panther three and out, baby. It's the Panther four and out. If the numbers say go, you go. You go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go for the, on that fourth down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was that was brutal to see that happen to the Ravens this year. I think we all do like uh, Ravens. We uh, you guys were talking earlier that they're gonna go asta mount this year, uh, from worst to first, right? Uh, weren't they worse in their division? I think is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think you guys are totally correct on that, and I also agree that uh, you know, in in my eyes, I think that with Lamar, with that unique offense, the fact that it it is difficult to approach. I think that they are going to continue to be a potential Super Bowl contender as long as that team stays healthy, which is a big if. And, you know, last season clearly showed that that, that can, you know, uh, stop them in, in in their trail. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: All right. Well, good stuff. NFL just around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. It's time to take a break.
0: Did anybody want to do a live read or should I talk to the people? Oh, I got a live read. ready. hey. Oh, okay. Oh. You know it, because folks, it is time to talk about DGen gear. DGen's, we've got a new hockey logo, and it's killing if you haven't seen it yet. If you enjoyed our recent 70s-inspired baseball and basketball designs, you'll more than love our new hockey one. It'll make you want to cross-check a Canuck. Not to mention, with all types of objects in the customizer, you can really make our logo your own by putting it on a teddy bear or a children's bib or something else. So head on over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, put a logo on your socks, and go full DGen.
2: All right. Baseball. Panther, I think you cleaned up again last night. Yeah,
3: it seemed to be all or nothing, right? I'm going to win them all, lose them all, win them all. Uh, another 4-0 day. Nice, nice day at the office. I'm bringing five to the table today. We'll see how this plays out. I think today's a real bettable day, so be interested to see what the DGENs post in the book club. But first up, we're going to revisit Cleveland at Tampa Bay. It was one of the games that I hit yesterday with Bieber on the mound not quite the stellar ace-type pitcher on the mound for either team. Former Gardenian, Corey Kluber, will take the mound for Tampa Bay. Zach Klezak on the mound for Cleveland. Klezak been a real tough-luck pitcher, right? Yeah, a 4.09 ERA, respectable, um, 72 strikeouts in 99 innings, and yet he walks away with a 2-8 and eight record. But the, the, the difference here for me is Kluber, he's gotten roughed up his last – couple games pretty pretty bad his last game but he seems to rebound pretty well when he gets roughed up and i like
0: kluber for a rebound here so i'm going to put 13 dollars on the tampa bay rays man i give you full moral support on this panther i'm not going to sink your pick here but i i like cleveland i think they are the right side i just couldn't get to it i i I feel like this is uh there are some teams that just are are I don't know, like like the Rays. I, I have trouble feeling like they are a team that should be favored in, in a matchup against a team like Cleveland. I guess, I guess that's just that's just my thoughts. So I think that that's a great. I think you're on the right side. I I, I don't want to sink anything though with this podcast, so I'm staying away from this one. And I, I I hope it's for a good reason.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm jumping on the Guardians. You guys knew that already. You saw it in the chat. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm gonna put my 13 bucks on the Guardians plus 120. Dropping fast at a lot of books. Oh man, some movement. All right, next game
3: up for me will be Milwaukee at Boston. You know, we talk about Milwaukee's a team that we don't trust, but I think of all the pitchers on that roster, Eric Lauer is the guy that I trust the most. When Eric Lauer takes the bump, uh, I seem to jump on Milwaukee. I don't like the way Boston's playing, and um, we talk, we kind of joke about the Brewers. And their, their offense, right? But they're 36 home runs better than Boston. They've got 136 home runs on the season compared to Boston's 100. They've won four of their last five. They've put up a 10-spot twice, a 7-spot once. Um, I think I, I just trust this Brewers team more so than I do Boston, who actually now has a losing record at home after last night's loss. So,
0: uh, yeah, give me $13 on the
3: Milwaukee Brewers
0: man again again full moral support here i'm looking at this line and it is closer than i think it should be is, is it is it even i mean not uh not even is it, uh, it even minus yeah. Yeah, 105 brewers minus yeah. 106 red Sox. <laughs> oh my god i i this scares me because boston is uh two uh, has only won two games over the last 10 i don't think that they have the edge here in pitching and i i personally don't think that they should be this close uh it should be this close to even so to me i got scared off of this one i think milwaukee is the right side but i there's only f- a few things from wisconsin that i trust that aren't the cheese curds or uh new glares beer and i will tell you the brewers are not one of them
2: i agree with you panther on this one the pitching matchup is really really on the brewer's side and i'm gonna do it uh i'm gonna put my 13 bucks on milwaukee minus the 105 i think there's a lot of value there i like it when arch and i agree mm-hmm. see
3: if we agree on this one we, we kind of talked about this one uh, in the early show the part of the part of the chit chat part of the show we're looking at baltimore at cincinnati baltimore still red hot they won four out of the last five pitching has been really good the reds not so much. They've lost three of their last four, struggling to generate some runs. But as I mentioned, Tyler Male is going to take the mound. I, I think this is his swan song for Cincinnati. I do look for him to get dealt. Um, I don't have any inside knowledge, but I got to believe the Mets or Toronto would be good suitors for a guy like Ty- Tyler Mayle. Although the Mets might be in good shape. I mean, they're they're sending David Peterson, who's been pitching really well. They sent him down to the minors, So they might not be looking for pitching at all. Not sure what they're going to do, but with Tyler Mail on the bump for the Reds, I think that they've got a chance to win this game. I don't do this very often, but this is a situation where I think he is getting traded. I am going to put that caveat. Starting pitcher must start. Mail must start for me to be on this game. Uh, so with Mail, give me Cincinnati. This is also even. So what we have minus 105
0: here, 13 bucks on the Reds. Man. Yeah, I see this. <laughs> I you know, I was leaning Baltimore on this one honestly i I feel like they are a, a team that is has been of value, and this is a close line again, another line that I think is maybe a little bit too close i I do see that uh Tyler Mayle may be you know having his swan song here with the Reds, but ah uh, it, it may be a dirge i um <laughs> I, I I like Baltimore today, so i'm I'm not on this one i I'm on the other side path I'm leaning. Baltimore
2: I will lean Cincinnati here basically when I spit in minus 110 minus 104 which is what the line is right now it tells me oh it doesn't matter which side you bet because you're losing money either way so (laughs) it's just just a lean for me on the Reds
3: all right next game up for me Minnesota is in San Diego they got bitch slapped last night to the tune of 10 to 1 (laughs) now they get to face Joe Musgrove uh interesting thing here I going into this start the deal's not done, but the Padres and Musgrove are close to a $100 million deal. So that kind of deal not done makes me think Musgrove goes out there and kind of makes sure he earns that money. I like San Diego and at minus 135, maybe even a little value here. So give me 13 bucks on the fathers.
0: Well, this is a game that I am on. And Panther, for your sake, I'm on the other side. Call me a homer, but I like Minnesota here. I was told by a longtime Padres yeah. fan. That you tell, okay, thank you, Panther. I was, I was told by a longtime Padres fan that uh, this is the time of year when they start dropping the ball, and that's what I'm expecting today. Although Musgrove's ERA is almost a full run better than Sonny Gray's, both their ex ERA and FIPs are much closer to around 3.3. So if that's a wash, I do think Minnesota's offense has an edge. So I do like the Twins plus 115, 120. I don't know yeah, what you guys are getting me. And then on top of that, speaking of offense, Arch's. Uh, and some conspiracy theory betting here. This game is nationally televised on Fox to me. And Sonny Gray and Joe Musgrove's last two games have been overs. Padres are four and one, oh and one to the over during their last five games. And Minnesota is three zero oh and one uh, after a loss uh, over the last four over, uh, after a loss. So I will like and enjoy watching those juiced primetime balls fly extra and take the over seven and a half.
2: The over is plus one hundred one on the seven and a half. Nice. Here we go. I'm going to lean the Twins in this one just because they're getting a plus line. And, you know, why not? I think they have some slight value at the plus 120. I just couldn't quite get there. So lean on Minnesota. It's a tough matchup for you. I don't think you like either one of those teams. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Last game up for me. Have a look at the Dodgers are in Colorado so far taking care of business. They have won the first two in this four game series. Clayton Kershaw, the wonderkin of the regular season, will take the mound. Dude's, like, older than dirt, but he's sporting a 7-2, 2.49 ERA. Still has better than one strikeout per inning. But check this out. In 76 innings, he's only given up six home runs all season long. Hmm. That's some masterful pitching right there. I think he gets it done in Colorado. Can't take him straight up. No value. So we're going to run line this one. $13 Uh, thirteen dollars on the run line for the Dodgers
2: minus one
3: forty-seven. Yeah, still no uh, fucking
0: value. Wow, brutal. No value at all. I uh, I am leaning the Rockies on this one. Kershaw has actually had trouble pitching in course field i have been witness to him getting homered on many a time in course field actually in fact there's a couple games we got pulled i i think there's one two years ago he got pulled early i think that this is one where i will lean colorado having lost their last two perhaps they get off the schneid here and uh and find a way to sneak out a win against los doyers i know that in the first series of the season they split it here at home and i part of me thinks they can at least get one. They're going to get another shot tomorrow, though, but it might be today. So I'm staying off this one, leaning Colorado.
2: Yeah, I'll lean the Dodgers here. Just at the minus two and a quarter. It's too high. I mean, but once you get to that number, that minus two and a quarter, if I don't like the underdog, there's just no
0: no chance. There's I'm nothing gonna, there yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing. So, all right, uh, five plays for me. That's what I've got. Saxie, what you bringing to the table? There we go. Well, I only got one more game that I'm bringing to the table today, and it is the aforementioned Minesweepers at the Houston Astros. Now, this is a pure value bet on Seattle. I don't think the Astros deserve you 200 against the Mariners. And, yes, the Astros have had the Minesweepers numbers, having won five of the last uh, – uh, or their last five against them straight up since the All-Star break even. Uh, but the Mariners get Chris Flexen on the mound, who although he's been uh, maso menos – uh, he's been sporting a 1.61 ERA in the month of July. Uh, so that gives me a lot of value here on the Mariners. I like them. Give me Seattle plus 165-ish. 170. There you go. I'll take it.
3: Yeah, I, I think the value is Seattle, but I really don't think they're going to win here. Flexen gives up the long ball, 13 bombs, but free prop betters out there. Maybe take a flyer on Jordan Alvarez to hit one tonight. Framber Valdez pitching for Houston, much like Kershaw. 121 innings pitched. He's only given up six home runs. 2.74 ERA. The advantage there is Houston. The hitting advantage is Houston. Um, and Houston's at home. They, they, they've, what, 15 to three here in the first two games against Seattle. I like Houston. Didn't feel like run lining them and definitely not laying 195 or 200. So just a
2: lean on Houston. All right. I'm going to jump on it with you, Saxy.
3: I love um, this
1: play. Man
2: mariners Boy. plus 170 are you kidding me absolutely let's do it let's jump on it They're all the values on seattle here i don't necessarily have them winning the game but this is a another situation where the line is just way too high so i think all the values on seattle
0: there we go I, I appreciate i appreciate that support there arch hopping on it with me that's that's my only the one thing that i was looking at i was looking at texas at la i I thought that there was a bit of value with Texas getting an even line or getting or even money maybe plus 105 something like that. I I mean, I I just don't like when the Angels are a favorite.
3: Yeah, <laughs> stay, stay away from it.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I should I should I should say this is clearly a trap and run away, but Panther, you 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 are uh, one who has learned me so much in my sports betting knowledge and one of the things that I've learned to do is just run dick first into a trap. And that's that's what I'm feeling. You can do it. Pull the trigger. Listen, live betting on the show has not been good for me, but fuck it. Let's do it. Let's hop on. I'm going on Texas. Give me Glenn fucking Auto.
3: Hey, you're looking at these pictures, Otto with his 537, Silseth with his 584, and the total's only eight and a half. <laughs> I might look at the over here, but Trout's injured. Um, Otani, never know if he's going to uh, play or not. There's nothing for them to play for. So uh, I'd be interested to see what the Angels put out there. But uh, listen, I agree with you. The value is the Rangers, but God, the Angels being favored. It stinks to high heaven, so I, I just ran away from this
2: one. Yeah, I'm going to lean Texas with you. I, I believe it's going to end up being a lower tier kind of play, but uh,
0: yeah, I think you're on the right side. I guess. Uh, I, I again feeling good, feeling good with the moral support here, Arch. On that one, that's that is all my picks. Yeah, you've you've talked me into more than I even planned on. So <laughs> love it, thank you. All right,
2: I've got a, a one, maybe two more plays. I want to look at the line. Cubs Giants Cubs are plus one twenty. I'm gonna keep doing it. We uh, missed two days ago, hit last night, and we're gonna do the Cubs again. I don't know if that was on the podcast or book club exclusive, but we definitely cashed the Cubs, and we're gonna hit them again for thirteen bucks. I think I think they can do another.
3: Yeah, I Cubs are red hot right now. Even that loss, you didn't you didn't feel bad about that loss. They were they were in that game. Look at their pitching though; they've given up two, four, two, two, three. Um, So the pitching's come around. I do think the pitching advantage is slight. I mean, who would have thought? Jacob Junis has the pitching advantage. But the guy has been really, really good this year. A 2.98 ERA. Um, He's only given up seven home runs. Cubs aren't exactly a huge home run hitting team. Uh, I think I like the Giants in this game, but it it was so even. I think the value is the Cubs, but I think the Giants, for me, are the team that's going to win today.
0: Yeah, I man, this is a tough one, Arch. I I am leaning the Cubs with you here. Uh, You know, this kind of partially looks like two teams going in opposite directions. With the Cubs having won uh, six of their or seven of their last eight, and San Francisco having lost eight of their last ten. So, I mean, uh, it it does appear that San Francisco is. moving in a downward direction whereas the cubs are uh, absolutely t- projecting upwards but looking at the pitching matchup etc i i couldn't get to a side on this one i full moral support your cubs but that's fine that's fine you can stay away keep your patchouli smelling hands away from this pack. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i will do my best too arch. sorry
2: <laughs> that's really all i had let's take a look at some of the comments here good morning guys mm-hmm. um Iceberg said he wanted Cleveland first on the board. That was like an early comment, and we all basically... No, we didn't. We all agree. You all flipped, yeah, you all flipped off Panthers, which you did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iceberg likes Boston, plus one and a half. We can both win. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Cubbies do it again. There we go. Minnesota. Oh, thank you. Uh, Twins, man, that has my favorite pitcher. LOL, me to Arch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sunny Gray.
2: That's it. What did we talk about today? We talked about the, the Reds, right? Yeah, trading, Think, trading assets. Looking, yeah, things looking up for them or not? Well, we'll see. We talked about quarterbacks. Is it fair or is it accurate that Mahomes and Allen, or not Allen? Oh, I don't want to say that. Mahomes and Lamar and Kyler Murray, are they uh, questioned every year? They have to prove themselves. Is that fair? Is that accurate? And we talked about hanging out in the book
0: club last night, which was an awful lot of fun. Saxy, that's it. Arch, Panther. It was a fucking great time in the book club. Everyone, you guys should all join the book club. Go to thedgens.net or check out the description of this podcast. Join the book club so you can chat directly with us and uh, help help introduce us to new Baccarat strategies. Uh, but other than that, Dgens, head on over to appsanddegeneration.com so you can buy a dgen shirt. Book it to the book club. Panther, my pick for the parlay today is I will take the Mariners. Give me, give me the Minesweepers. Seattle for sexy. You on the Cubs again, Arch? I'll take the Gardenians in
3: this
2: one. That's my oh, favorite.
3: Okay. Um. Hey, you and I agreed. I, I'm, I'm going to take Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee today a lot. And about uh, uh, DJ, I'm going to do you a little, I'll do you a little solid here. Maybe a, a special bonus parlay. We got three really, really heavy favorites out there. Just slap those three together and, and try and get a plus line out of it. You got the Yankees, Toronto, and the Dodgers. All with those heavy, heavy lines. But uh, I think you put those three together. You can geek out a plus line. I like those three for the Panther Parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But my God, last night was so much fun. Plus, I got to play some Baccarat with Arch. But uh, you guys got to join the book club and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And tomorrow, saxy it's you and me again, brother. We're going to close out the month.